Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? Another episode of It's Them Damn Enchiladas Podcast, where we will delve into the world of horror movies, video games, television, comic books, and brr. For beer for the common folk, I am Carlos Rivera, my partner in crime, Starsky to my hutch, the John Baker to my Ponch Poncharello, Ace to the Grizzly, Pete to the Busy, Adam Griffin. As always, follow us on the Red Hot Twitter machine. Handles are in the show notes. And the show itself, please, at It's Them Damn. Adam, we survived Oktoberfest. Oh my gosh. We sure Somehow, did. Congratulations. We should receive an award. Um, yeah, cuz uh they they they, uh, they tried to set us up. They tried they tried to put a hurting on us. But they, uh they were pretty successful. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, you know. They they usually are. But yeah, we uh we survived. We we ran through uh quite a lot of drinks there. I've got a list actually. I'll show you have the list. I do have the list. I wrote it out. And, uh, yeah. So what did we have? We had a uh, start off the day with a Hofbrau. Now, Hofbrau. Good German, good German brew. Nice, strong name there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 ounce glasses. 14, so, yeah, that's... So that we were... Food. Yeah. We were getting full pours. Now, uh, you know, there's etiquette involved. Since there's, you know, 50... 75 vendors there some craziness um if you get something you don't like you can pour it out if it doesn't hit you well but you gotta be discreet you have to have some you know it it helps to you know have a little bit of courtesy for the vendors there Try, try not to do it within a within view yeah, I, I'll play the heel. That's fine. <laughs> I'm the heel in this. Uh, I'll be the uh, bad cop. Bad cop, yeah. Yeah, I try to be the good cop. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, so, head to Hofbrau. Decent for, for the first one. Then uh, we switched it up. We went to uh, Hazlet, 1852 Vineyards. Oh, that's right. We did. For, we went to that. For yeah. a, a delicious red. Get the palate going. Yeah, we're very sophisticated drinkers, by the way. If anyone's wondering, yeah. you know, we very try. sophisticated. We try. Uh, from there, it was on to Guinness, where they had the regional blonde, which is a, a light, light, lighter fare than the normal Guinness. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty good. Can't but play. you know what happened then, right? So. If my memory serves correct, wait. So was that early? Yeah, it was that early. Yeah, it was that early because we got surprised. Yeah. Hit him with it. Hit him with it. We hit up uh, the Ko Brewing Company. 
they had a selection of spirits there. But they were really pushing their battle standard, which is 140 proof. What? 110 proof? 114. 114. So it was a four in there. I got that part right. Uh, battle standard gin. Okay. Now they had this paired with a white birch beer. Yeah, I didn't even know white birch beer existed right. until this moment. I just want to throw that in there. Um, I don't know if I'm uncultured for not knowing about that, but I guess there's a such a thing as white birch beer. Well, it's good that we're cultured now because that drink was delicious. That drink was the devil. <laughs> they hit us with two shots, okay? Two shots in 14 ounce glass, ice, you know. Nice, nice little tasty beverage. But uh, they're very generous and very kind. And uh, it hit us with they hit us with the left early. I did take their business card. So if anyone's wondering, do have the website? Hit them up. It's kodistilling.com. From Manassas, Virginia, down in Griff's, you know, area. About an hour and a half away. 30 minutes from D.C., it says. Yep. Nice. So, you know, we kept that. That was the instant. Okay, we got to keep going. We got to come back to there. Because it's very good. Battle standard. So we walked over. We crossed the entire fucking joint. And uh, went over to Arctic Summer in Truly. Where uh, they had pomegranate and pineapple. Uh uh, the uh, hard seltzer installment. Yeah, not that white claw. No, not the white claw. This is all about. No, no, we we, we we keep it simple. Yeah. All right. We're not, we're not basic. No, no, we're not basic. We're not in the fads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> from there, we kept that in mind because you know you you need your you need your light affair. When you're doing this stuff for six hours, you need your lighter fare, and you need your stuff you can come back to, and keep you keep your glass full. So then, from there, we went on to the jailbreak. Yeah, nice, nice little stopover. Now, was this when uh, the chicken dance started? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the chicken dance. Chicken dance. Insert music here. It was amazing. That That's chicken a, dance. That chicken her. dance is great. The best chicken dance I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, euphemisms. Check them out. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. from there, we loop back around to uh, Rogue Brewery, Rogue Brewing, and uh, they had two there. They had caramel and uh, passion fruit. Now passion fruit was my pick for the whole. Oh yeah, the paradise uh, pucker. Yeah, paradise pucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, personally, I my usual like go-to's for whenever we do the stuff, or if they have sour beer, I'm good. Ciders, I'm good. Light stuff, you know, I'm good. Heavier stuff, I darker stuff, we we kind of don't like all that much. Just as you know, just not it's not good to really lock into for an extended period of time. Yeah, I don't know how people walk around a day just with those dark coffee-like beers. Yeah, that's rough. That's why they're in the porta potty all day. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to uh, Das Best Oktoberfest for the VIP. Oh, yeah, the VIP. Which, 
I did not even partake in. That's right. Six hours, and I did not have to go to the restroom. That is a fucking world record. Because usually once the gates are open, (laughs) that's right. Yeah, yeah, I made it four hours, which is uh, pretty amazing for me. (laughs) So, (laughs) I was actually kind of mad because there are nice bathrooms, the VIP bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, they were good until the the water didn't work. Well. <laughs> and the power shut off. Man. I wonder if he sued that guy. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. Um, so from uh, from Passion Fruit, the, the Paradise Fucker, we went to the yearly tapping of the beer. And the yearly tapping of the beer is you know good, decent ceremony for locals. Get your beer, you keep on going. Uh, from there, we loop back around and we went to Bearsington. Germany liqueurs. They had the uh, the apple and the pear. Those are both very good. And then uh, back over to Key Brewery. Fun stuff. Shock top. And then the bands are playing. So uh, I just kept going back to uh, the Paradise Pucker until they didn't have any more. <laughs> well, here's a <the> story. <laughs> Once. 4.30 hit. We realized that we, we've we gotten up there in age. Yeah. And I saw an empty chair. That's right. In front of the stage. And I ran for it. Yes. And I parked myself on it. That's right. I said, Griff, this is probably the best time for you to find another one. And we're going to park right here. And we're going to take turns <laughs> filling both glasses up. So we keep this area. We were at the stage for an hour and a half. Yep. But we were still drinking. That's right. Once the paradise ran out, we were in trouble. We didn't know what to get. Yeah, I think. Uh, did we go? Shock top. Shock top, yeah. We went back to shock top. Forgot they had the shock top. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, that was 6 o'clock rolled around. We enjoyed uh, the bands. We had a flip like Wilson. And the best rendition of Santeria ever. <laughs> that dude killed it. Yes. It was his one song that he sang. He was the keyboardist. And he sang Santeria. Let me tell you, this dude did it with so much life, so much gusto, so much flavor. I wanted to be him for that that, that song. Just for the song, though. Yes. It was, it was a wonderful moment. It's fantastic. And we survived. And we survived. We survived. We survived, and then we came back, and we started our October 31 Days of Horror. Indeed, we did. Uh, now, we won't get them here because we got a we got a kind of a, a packed show, but we'll we'll touch in on a couple things that we saw. Uh, but you can follow the records of that on our Twitter, or we are at we are at Tumblr now at uh, it's them damageladas.tumblr.com if you want to see some write ups. It's a fun stuff there. But uh, I know you saw a particularly interesting and engaging movie. I mean, I saw, saw a couple. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which one in particular that opened uh, this last Friday. We were recording on uh, October the 8th. So you saw one uh, on the... Are talking about the 6th? 6th? The 6th? 
The sixth is there? It's the eighth today. It's a Tuesday. Seven, oh, it's six, talking about Belzebub? Fourth? The fourth? The fourth green room? No. No, in, in the actual movie theater. Oh, in the actual movie. Folks, I'm sorry. Sometimes he leads me down the path and I go my own way. <laughs> yes. October 4th. Yes. I was there for Joker. You were there for Joker. 4 p.m. Oh, no. I went on the 3rd. I'm sorry. I went the third, Thursday. Okay, you went Thursday. Okay, yeah. yeah I went Thursday at 4 p.m. The okay. first available showing. Yes. All right. This was... I, I was waiting for this movie. And let me tell you, for two hours, no one in the entire theater spoke one word. It was quiet because everyone was into the movie. There was no one on their phones. There was no one talking. It was pure brilliance from the beginning to the end. Joaquin Phoenix. Now, I'll say this. He's not Joker. All right, people are going to um, have their opinions on the, the whole movie. This and that. He's not the best Joker. He's Ledger. I, I don't, you know, I'm not getting into that. Joaquin Phoenix played Arthur Fleck. And this movie was about Arthur Fleck's descent into madness. And if people can't understand that, then they shouldn't watch the movie. I have, let, let me tell you. There's a few times that I've gone to the movie theater, and then the movie that I saw, I felt so strongly about. Maybe afterwards, and I've seen it on DVD when it came out, or whatever. No. From the moment I start, I watched this movie, I knew. This is fantastic showing. Fantastic character work. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... you. Everyone just assumes that Joker isn't, you know, was bloodthirsty, crazy, homicidal maniac. But no one ever knows why. Right. You know, this actually, for once, gives uh, a background into what possibly, because this is not even, you know, this is in its own its own universe. It's a standalone. Right. Yeah. So this is something that possibly could happen. Yeah. And as we've seen in the comics, there's three Jokers. That's right. So why can't this be the origin of one of the Jokers? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's brilliant. And if he doesn't win the Oscar, and I'm not even saying that because I'm a comic geek. If this movie wasn't about comics, it still was a brilliant movie. Yeah. That's my two cents. Okay, yeah. Uh, Personally, I have not seen it yet. Um, I don't have anything against the movie. I just... Certain moves I like to engage on my own. Away from uh, various bits of hype and scuttlebutt. But uh, I'm glad that it uh, people are enjoying it for what it is, um, and I do want I want more standalone movies that adapt comic book stuff. You know, it is there's a big you know brah about you know comic book movies and this is what they do and all this. You know, movies are movies. The the more the quicker we get away from saying this is such and such. It has to do this, 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 and this in order for it to be here. You know, this is cinema, this isn't. It's like, okay, you're getting away from what the whole experience is about and it's, you know, going to the theater, seeing something, engaging with it on your own terms. And hopefully if you can pay it forward and, you know, have a discussion and bring something new to the table, that's great, you know. If not, you know, it's plenty of experiences out there 
but uh you know it's it's i uh i just really hope that you know in light of all discussion about the movie anything that it might bring to light is dealt with and not necessarily there be so much focus on the movie as being a cause of something because that's not the case either i don't think so there's there's no call to arms right there's yeah. no it's this it's been blown out of proportion so much yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean i understand why yeah but when you're more worried that a movie like this is gonna jumpstart something as opposed to all the gun sales that are happening in walmart's <laughs> yep 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 whatever like whatever yeah. dude like yeah. go go off yourself yeah. That's, yeah that's how i feel like, you don't want to do something about that but then right. you go ahead and um you want to boycott joker right yeah and he doesn't even he doesn't even start any you know it's he doesn't go out of his way um it's he's he's acting out his own behavioral problems right mm-hmm. yeah and you know again that that goes into like the movie itself is neither the problem or a symptom. It's an expression. Now, however you want to deal with that expression is up to the viewer. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we're at the point now where, you know, you got to talk about some things that are happening in the world. Which way are you going to go? You going to blame the movie or you going to blame what's really happening? And the environment, social environmental stuff that causes the actual real, real world problems to go down. You know, all this other stuff is diluting the issue. You have to tackle what's actually out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, yes, don't take your children to go see it. Uh, this is not. This is not a. MCU movie. This is not Captain Marvel. It's certainly not Spider-Man. This is real. It's raw. Um, the score is amazing. Mm. And that's something that I usually don't pay attention to a lot because I I don't know. It's, that's never been my whole thing, which is weird because I've always studied music and been... But music and... I try to separate the two, unlike you. <laughs> which is your big thing. But, uh... I, I really want you when you watch it, just because even the score, the man, the, the it's um, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the cinemat- cinematography was insane. Right. Like, and they shot in my hometown of Newark, New Jersey. Big <laughs> city represent. Yes, right. sir. Mm-hmm. Good like, deal. Jersey coming out. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, definitely go check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Um. I don't know if there's going to be a director's cut, because it doesn't seem like there was much they left out of this movie. Yeah. Even from just listening to him and uh, reading. But he said somewhat, Joaquin Phoenix said he would not be opposed to playing the character again in another standalone movie. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, and the fun thing about it is, I mean, if you just, from a comic book aspect, okay, if you treat it like an Elseworld, you know what I'm saying? Treat it just as its own thing. You can build out. You can you can spin off from where it is. You know, it it doesn't have to be within the confines of 
what everyone's expecting. It's like, oh, you know, well, I guess Batman's going to show. No, it doesn't have to do that. You know, it's a completely different occasion. You know? So, I hope it, you know, I hope it goes places. I, uh, I hope Todd Phillips figures out how to talk about it rather than saying certain things about whatever the hell woke culture is. Stay woke, son. Uh, <laughs> like you know, I you know, just in the end, uh, maybe it'll open the doors up for we see some different adaptations out there of some long-standing works, and that's Absolutely. that'll, be, that'll all... be better for everybody. Yes, it's, it was uh, it was way overdue. A movie like that, definitely. That is good. Man, I was very serious for like ten minutes there. <laughs> I don't get that serious. That's, hey. how, that's how this movie affected me, y'all. When I got back and we were talking about it, me and Griff, I was like, this movie, this movie is something. This is, it did something to me. Hey, you know, it's always a good thing when the brain locks in on something that you, that you like, so. It's always a good thing. You know what else is good? Since we're in the Halloween, October times. Oh, we are. Demonic Possession movies. Demonic Possession movies. Now, one of them comes to mind. Well. Big one. The biggest one. Yes, yes, yes. The greatest horror movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. All time. That's right. That's right. That's right. We are talking about... See, I was about to make a joke, and now I don't want to do it. Talk about The Exorcist. No, see, you can't do I like my pet peeve when people say, well, I was going to say something, but now I'm not going to say it. Now, I'm just going to sit here for We're the rest of the talk about The Exorcist Part 2. The heretic? <laughs> Listen, all right? The other day, all right, when I watched The Exorcist, which was day two of my uh, 31 Days of Horror, I watched one, two, and three. Okay. Yeah, two's a little out there. I get it. I mean... Well, I saved it with, with part two. Because I I wasn't about to talk about part two. I was going to talk about part one. But well, Yes, the greatest horror <laughs> movie ever. Yeah. Ever. Uh, now, when did you first see it? Who? The Exorcist, first time I saw it, 1998, so I was 19. The uh, the restoration, when they re-released it? No. Okay. So, I had only seen the regular, because the restoration came out when? In, uh... it, was, uh, it was early 2000s, if not... Right, no, yeah, so I saw the, I saw the old one. Okay. Now, the one I watched on... The one I've been watching more recently has been the director's cut. Um, which is not normally something I... Well, no, I guess nowadays I do actually watch the director's cut, but the director's cut of Exorcist is adds so much to the to the movie. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Because I first saw the version you've never seen when that was first released in theaters. And that was 2000. Okay, yes, I saw it before then. Yeah. Because um, growing up, just because the, the, the Exodus itself is kind of like 
legendary for movies that will uh, freak the hell out of people, including uh, people in my family. And I won't say who, but uh, after that, after they saw it, they had nightmares for two weeks. So, it was always kind of like, okay, what the hell am I getting into? And then finally, when I was in college, they uh, they put out that the, the, the new version, the newer version at the time, and they released it in theaters. And boy, uh, the spider walked down the stairs. Now you see, having seen the original, spider walk's not in it. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's a messed up visual. Yes. But here's the thing about it. It almost, I get why they did it, but um, it almost takes away from the impact of Bert's death. Okay. Because yeah. now you've seen that she's left the room before. Right. You know, like, oh, wait, now it's possible that she could have done something. Before, they never showed it, and you've been thinking that she's been in bed this whole time. But it's fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. So, uh, so there was that. And then, uh, just, I mean, when, when it all starts to go downhill, more, when, you know, when, when the priests are there, and they start to go up steps, and the, the light starts flashing, and you see Pazuzu's face flashing in the darkness. You know, you, you, atmospherically, you're not topping that. You you are not going to beat that. That is just pure creeping terror. Then you get to the actual exorcism, and you know they froze the set pretty much, so you've got actors breathing cold air and just you know just so damn engrossing. And it's terror and horror, you know. Like, after that, how, how many... Spinning out of that movie, like, like it, it, movies aren't the same after that. Honestly. You're not... You're not coming back from that. The medium is forever changed after this movie. Because... Just even in the setup itself, you know... What's the typical trope you get now for demonic possession stuff? You know, oh, you know, we need a young priest, we need an old priest. There's always that sense of dread whenever you involve any sort of clergy due to this movie. Like, here comes the priest. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Any any time of any type of blessing on a family member in a horror movie, like, okay, what are you doing? What are you, what are, you, what are y'all getting at? It's rough. It is absolutely rough. Like I don't, I don't know if few films that completely just shifted the axis of a whole genre. I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time. Not Limb Dead did, of course. This, Get Out, but yeah, it is a, it is a, it is it is a, a tough film. Even now. 
Well, it's even tougher when I would say for me growing up <laughs> strict Catholic. Oh yeah. <laughs> this was like what the hell? Like, oh my god. This is this this is what the devil's gonna do to me? <laughs> oh man, I've done worse things than this little girl. <laughs> she ain't done nothing. She was playing with the Ouija board. Yep. That was the worst thing I saw her do. <laughs> well, until she was possessed. But then Oh yeah, then you know. But it's crazy. But it was also good about the um the director's cut is the scenes in between the exorcism when they go outside to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. That's not in the original. Yeah. Which actually adds a little bit. I'm glad they they added that. That's that's actually really cool because it gives it more um the more, more little interaction because I feel like if they didn't have that you know the, the relationship between Marin and Karis isn't really there in the, in the original. Mm-hmm. Like they're just hey I'm just here to do this exorcism that's it. <laughs> You know, there's a bit of talking. It's good stuff, man. Um, but I was just talking to one of my friends the other day. She was telling me that, um, well, those those steps now are a national national landmark. Yep. And uh, she said they're they're freaking steep. <laughs> she said they're eerily steep. Yeah. I gotta go see them. I gotta go check it out. Apparently they do a yearly uh, viewing of the ho- of, uh, of the movie in Georgetown. Yeah, so that'd be nice to check out sometime. Yeah, I think I tried to go there when I was younger, didn't make it. So. The power of Christ compels you. Yeah. The power of Christ compels you. Yeah. And right, part two sucked. Oh yeah. Start out there now. We're not even gonna talk about it. Yeah. Part three was actually not bad. Yeah. You know, our homeboy Brad Dourif. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Playing the uh, Gemini Killer. Mm-hmm. And they brought back Father Karras. Yeah, they did, yeah. They pro- brought him back to, what's his name, Anthony Miller? I always forget his name. I believe so. Something like that. He had, uh, yeah, they got him come back to play Father Karras. It was amazing. Oh, so good. George C. Scott. Two horror movies in two days with George C. Scott. That was That's fun. right. Yeah. Because you yeah, start off with Changeling. Uh, like, yeah. Changeling, yeah. That's another freaky movie. Yeah, I've always been interested because I, I, I like when writers adapt their own work for film. So I've always been interested in uh, watching The Exorcist and then The Ninth Configuration. And then Exodus 3. Just to see how they play thematically. So, I'll probably try to do that later on this month. But, uh. And uh, the only other demonic movies after that that I can even think of that, um. I mean, I don't. Not many Holy Candle to Exorcist. What's the problem? I mean, because you can't, you can't get back on that level again. No. You, you know? But I did see Bell's Wolf the other day. Ah, yes. And that is a fantastic uh, take on a demonic possession. Okay. Um. Now I have to warn. No, it's not a warning. It's, it's you know, it is a Spanish English horror movie, so you're gonna have to watch some, read some subtitles. That's quite all right. Doesn't take, the... doesn't take away from it. 
Tobin yeah. Bell's in it. Ah, always good. Man, when you find out that turn, <laughs> and the shit starts going down, mm. you're like, oh my god. There's this one scene, I can't tell you, can we ruin it? Yep. It, let's just say something that you never think would become animated. Oh no. Becomes animated. Oh no. See, and it's and I it's almost sacrilegious. See, because I got, but I don't I got, even God anymore, so it doesn't I, matter to me. But to people who do, it might be a little fucked up. See, I got I got a real problem with uh with inanimate objects coming to life and moving around. Like anthropomorphically, because it oh, oh it's just creepy. Like I can't, I can't put. It's always going to equal five to me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if if it's if it's two and two, it's always going to be five in that situation because it just doesn't add up and it freaks me out. All right, like, I guess I won't tell you what it is then because yeah, sleep. Yeah, like let's let's put it this way. Like uh, okay, you seen Akira, right? Uh huh. Uh, the part where the teddy bears and shit grow large. Yep. I can never watch it without freaking out because it's just too screwed up. Oh, this is much worse. God damn it. See? 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 See, like, okay, let's take, uh, let's take Child's Play, for example. Uh-huh. I, I like the premise. Yeah. But uh, that first movie, once those batteries fall out, and I wrote about this on Tumblr, but once those batteries fall out, it's just, that's like the absolute moment in the whole movie. It's just, it's just like, and, and she starts shaking Chucky, and he flips out. Just the effects alone on that, it's just okay. This is too much. Like it is. And the whole franchise is a lot of fun, but th- that first one where you don't know where it, either if it's uh, if it's Andy or if Charles Lee Ray is really in that fucking doll. Uh, it's amazing how good they made that whole scenario look. Absolutely amazing. Oh, when he uh, when he grabs the voodoo doll. Let's see. And, he, and he's like, oh, how's your leg? Crack. I was like, what the hell is going on here? What is this? What is this? How, how am I allowed to watch this? He was badass. Yeah. Evil. Evil. Voodoo. Which was the crazy part about it. Because they involved the voodoo into the into the possession. I'm, I'm just... You, you gotta be real specific <laughs> in in the mid to late eighties to be like you know what I need a backup plan. Now I don't need any, any science to get me out of any bad predicaments, but what I do need is voodoo. <laughs> I mean, voodoo was a big hit in the eighties, uh, wasn't it? Wasn't well, uh? We had it had uh. Serpent in the rainbow. Serpent, serpent in the rainbow. Russ Claiborne, yeah, yeah. That's the big one. That's the big one. Um, there was you know it was always on the fringes because they were, 
They were talking shit in media, you know. Well, actually, zombie movies do come from voodoo. Oh, yeah. This is true. So, voodoo has a big history in uh in horror because you know that's that's what the the theory of zombies come from is actually from the practice of voodoo right so in essence are we saying are we saying chucky is a zombie um no no nope. i'm just trying to you know i mean <laughs> you, you made jason Voorhees a zombie i'm just trying to see if we can make chucky a zombie now we, we made jason Voorhees a zombie and then well, we didn't make it but we you know clarify that situation Very Friday. yes yeah Yes, and now we don't know who whose body he really is. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like I think I think that first that first child's play movie where you don't know if you know Andy's possessed or if it's a doll. And then you move on to the sequels, and that's where that's where you get that that dreaded franchise turn. Where the effects the effects for those first two sequels are great but uh Chucky started to uh fall to the trap oh, oh. which trap is that could it be could it be Bride of Chucky that you're thinking of or are you thinking of Seed of Chucky which one which one was ridiculous Seed of Chucky yes yeah. you know really out there Oh, hi! <laughs> I'm a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> I'm not evil. Like Pinocchio. Oh God! I I will always applaud uh, when the original creator of a franchise takes their franchise someplace new. I always, you know, hats off to whoever is able to do it. Don Mancini, uh, who. You know, create Chucky and shepherded Chucky all the way through. Has done exactly that. But man, Bride and Seed really took a turn, and uh, didn't quite know if they were going to get back until. Well, well, before you even say it, <laughs> Bride of Chucky starts off starts off on a bad foot with me anyway. Mm. With Rob Zombie entrance music. They'll start the whole movie. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. He can was, do his own movies. He's not allowed in other horror movies. It was '98. You know. Franchises. It was the thing. Yeah, you get John Ritter's in it. Hey. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Austin Heigl. Yeah. This is before she became too good to act with any of the people on set. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. I know your stories, Catherine. <laughs> I know how you'd be acting on set. Things happen. When 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 you get the the, the small bit of fame, uh. that's, that's right. But the best part besides that, but when Tiffany's doing the the voodoo with the uh, the voodoo for dummies book, <laughs> that was it. I was done. I was yeah, done. That yeah. That's what I knew. I knew what turn this movie was taking. Yep. When that book came out, I was like, oh god. Yeah. But. Uh, Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. That's my stuff. That's my stuff. Yep. That one was... that. I enjoyed that one thoroughly. Yeah. It was a return to, to form. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes after that one. Hopefully they can... Uh, hopefully they don't get swept up with 
whatever's going to go on with the buddy portion of the franchise from the remake. Well, I guess it'd be more read adaptation of the first film putting their own spin on it with Mark Hamill doing the voice. Who knows? It might get buddy versus Chucky in five to seven years. That's seven months. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, and there's a, there's a TV series that they've been talking about too. So who knows? I don't want to believe it. <laughs> believe it when it comes out, if it comes out until they bring back, uh, Freddy's nightmares. Yep, gotta get that out on uh, Blu-ray first. Uh, if they can bring it back, you might be okay with it. Uh, you know, it depends. They gotta, they gotta yeah. figure out what they want to do. Franchise. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's up to the Craven Estate at this point. Bring back my birthday buddy, Robert England. Indeed. That's, voice. That's all. Indeed. <laughs> but uh, it looks like that's gonna do it for us. Uh, next episode, we are gonna have. Uh, a, a quick trip to anthology based horror specifically trick or treat yes yeah, that's gonna be a fun one uh, we got a lot to talk about anthology based wise cause Creepshow is back so that's gonna be absolutely great to delve into we'll be a couple episodes into that so we can have a chat but uh, as always this has been Get my stuff going. Another episode. Let's sit down enchiladas the podcast. <laughs> you can check the show notes for all our social media info. We got Twitter, we got iTunes, we got Spotify, we got a Tumblr, we got the works. As always, big thanks to podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, who has been responsible for making us sound oh so spectacular. Thank you for all that you do, Mark. Until next time, have fun, watch horror movies. And please remember to always drink responsibly and hydrate, 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 hydrate. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. And also don't forget to follow us now on our new Discord server. You can find the address on our show notes. Happy Halloween month to you all. On my wine thread, try to bite my quote, you catch a throat strap. So then sex, dope, you eat the cortex. Both that devil, you crown the ice Olex. Up in the audio, but who you know? John Busy goes Diddy, Roddy finger in no Julie show. Stainless Bobby, boy, you have an aimless folly. They try to detain this lane that became the party. Plus you bitten people, I reef, can't you sleep? I say in the deepest shit, you ain't sleep. Y'all been warned about them killer bees on the floor. Y'all been warned, you either step or get stepped upon. Correct me if I'm wrong, but fake thugs never last long. Can't wait until your fake yeah, ass gone. Amidst the gravel, lay the worms of the big apple. Broadcasting live from the pits of the battle. Wig split and rattle, get shook out to saddle. You ever hear me losing one of y'all fix the panel? Axel, who that's true? No piranhas, who knows drama? Fathers of your whole persona. Yeah. The mad doctor, stay locked in the OR. In too deep, beyond reach of the sonar. Still a bet, say my name next to Hall of Fame. Hurting third string players, first day.